Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you think about and reflect and take your business to the next level. I try to pick topics that are really relevant and try to make sense of things, but also a little bit more strategic and tactical at times as well. This podcast series is supported by the Professional Remodeler Group, as well as National Association of Remodeling Industry, and produced by Surefire. Today, I want to talk about a topic that I think that hopefully helps you to make a little bit more sense out of things. And it's really focused on why remodeling is so hot today in a pandemic. I think most people kind of moving from March and into early April, when we kind of hit the wall and there was a level of shock out there, would never have predicted, I think, that the fact that you know, remodeling has become in many ways a distraction and so positive uh, in, in people's lives that it's created a tremendous amount of remodeling activity. Uh, there are some companies out there today especially in the specialty community, that are actually well ahead of 2019 forecasts and certainly well above their forecasts before the pandemic of what 2020 would be. So the question really is why? You know, I think sometimes there are trends or signs as you kind of see the planets and the stars align that you can start to predict certain things that are going to happen. Some of this is based on data. Some of this is just based on keeping your ear to the ground and certainly listening to what uh, is happening out there in the marketplace that you can start to predict whether it's related to clients or projects or certainly trends. Sometimes, on the other hand, like if there's a beautiful September 11th day and all of a sudden you get the news of a terrorist attack, it's kind of a shock. And as a result of that shock, it, you're confused, you're paralyzed, and in your whole world, you feel like is turned upside down. While the dynamic today may be different than anything anybody's experienced out there, uh, I think there are certain parallels, there are certain elements that I think we can certainly learn from. While none of us are really happy with what's going on, and the economic uncertainty and the consequences in residential remodeling, the reality is we are experiencing, for the most part, some really good conditions. So the real question is why? Why is it so hot today? Now, it's interesting. I talked to many remodelers out there. I think in many ways, remodelers are thinking we're doing well because we are doing well. In other words, we are the reason the remodeler, the salesperson, the production person, whoever it happens to be, were the reason that the results are really positive and good. You know, oftentimes, you know, the phone is ringing and therefore you think your marketing efforts are being very, very well received. A lot of times salespeople are getting out and they're closing deals at a higher close rate than they were in the past and they think it's because they're better. Well, I don't want to take the wind out of anyone in sales, but the reality is, in my opinion, 80% of the reason that things are hot out there today 
have to do with the environment, have to do with the situation, the dynamic that is created by this pandemic, not necessarily you. It's probably 20% you and 80% of the environment. And the reason that this is important is uh, those companies that aren't taking their gas pedal off of making sure they're, they're committed to constant improvement, making sure that they are continuing to train and keep their uh, uh, acts sharp, making sure that they're continuing to invest in marketing and tracking the data that is really critical to make good decisions, I think are, are, are critical. So I'm going to break this in parts so that I can try to help you understand uh, a little bit about the, uh, about the dynamic. One is I'm going to talk about the homeowner and what's going on there. Second, as I'm going to talk about, is the investment, the actual dollars, the economics of remodeling today. And then the third, I'm going to talk about project types that potentially are especially hot in an environment like we're in right now. So let's just talk about the homeowner first. So as we think about the homeowner, the homeowner's hunkered down. Uh, they're staring at all the things in their home that are wrong. Well, compare that to what it was like literally six months ago or nine months ago when everybody is so, so busy that they don't have time and they don't have it as a priority. But now they're hunkered down. They're staring at that bathroom. They're staring at that deck. They're staring in that kitchen or those other things in the house. And the reality is they're still working. So they're staring at those things, thinking to themselves, well, what we have to do is get someone lined up to think about going ahead and doing that remodeling. So that's one reason. The second is time. They have time to research things and look at alternatives. Uh, if you look at the amount of activity that is happening out there in terms of online research and activity that people are doing, not only with you, but also with some of the search sites out there, it's over the top what it was six months ago. Well, why is it? Because people have a lot more time on their hands to really kind of pursue it. And as a result of that, they're getting more and more excited when they're pursuing it in their sequestered home so that it's a great distraction and that that energy that is then created to be able to pick up the phone is really much greater. The third is I think homeowners are starting to look at their home differently, differently than they did in the past. You know, I was listening to uh, a, a friend of mine from Google on a conference call, and they had said that, you know, Mark, it takes 66 days to form a new habit. And it really hit a chord for me because we've been at this for three or four months now. So these are new habits in terms of new ways people are looking at their home uh, than they were in the past. So for example, all of a sudden, it's a home not for their personal lives, but it's also for their professional lives as well. It's a, the home offices that are being created. Uh, it's also, I think, an, an area that it's safe. So they're very focused on kind of the safety and, and the family gathering element of it. I think the outdoor living uh, in terms of the both the fresh air, but also in terms of the, uh, you know, the, the ability to uh, uh, be safe and, and certainly enjoy the home is much, much greater and certainly want it to be very comfortable. Matter of fact, I was 
talking to one of my uh, uh, clients that I advise, and he was saying that one of his clients was so happy that they did their remodeling a year ago so they're able to enjoy the remodeling and enjoy their kind of sanctuary that they created in this pandemic, and it's really made their lives a lot easier. I also think that the even things like Zoom rooms and those kind of things, the, the sounds in the home are very different when you have to use the homes very differently. The next one, number four on my list here, was more than 50% of the homeowners today consider themselves germaphobes. Now, this was actually research that I actually heard from some of the market analysis folks from Kohler, where they actually compared going back 10, 15 years ago, where it was literally half of that. So today, more than 50% consider themselves germaphobes. And I think if they took that survey today, especially during the pandemic, it would be much higher than that. So what does that mean? As they're looking around their home, what are those areas of the home that potentially represent a lot more germs? Well, bathrooms today are hotter than ever, and therefore it's that germaphobe nature of the client that is forcing them to want to be able to do more to the home. You see a lot more focus on the systems, the air conditioning, the heating, the humidity controls, the energy levels, all those kind of things, I think, really wrap into kind of the, the health and fitness in many ways of, of certainly the home. Number five on our, our, my list is that they're really not going to restaurants and bars and concerts and those kind of things. So their home is also becoming a new kind of platform for these activities to happen. And that's really making the remodeling of their home, you know, more important and comfortable. Number six, I also think that this pandemic is forcing homeowners to slow down a bit. You know, one of the things that we've been seeing is the speed of things have been going faster and faster and faster. And when the speed is so fast in terms of homeowners' lives, they don't have time to make sensible selections and really considerations when it comes to remodeling. And as a result of this, it's caused them to kind of push the pause button, slow down a little bit. That slowing down, I think, allows them to focus more on the remodeling, uh, certainly than other things. And then lastly, I think, and this is probably a little bit more indirect, but I do see it happening out there, is that the whole aging population, the idea of aging, moving in or having to move into either retirement homes or those kind of senior level living kind of situations, especially in light of everything that's going on today, is just less and less appealing. So I think the notion, if I can make my home a place I can live here longer, not only makes sense economically, but it also makes sense in terms of my health and certainly my family being able to uh, engage more in my lives. So that's really the first category I want to talk about. And that's the homeowner is driving your activities when it comes to remodeling. The second one, which obviously relates, but it's, it's I'd put it more into the investment category. And that is, why is it, does it make sense from an investment point of view or what are some of the economic elements that are happening out there? So the first, I think, is needless to say, I think people, regardless how the stock market's doing, 
it's kind of a little bit of a roller coaster. And I think people's confidence in the stock market, it's grown, it's grown, it's grown. So it's given them, I think, a platform to pull money out, especially in volatile stock markets, because people don't necessarily think that it's going to go up even higher, but they do think it's potentially going to go down. I think that's another reason that people are able to pull that money out and invest it into something that's more tangible and something that they can appreciate. Another is while even though people are at home, most are continuing to work and they're working and saving and they're making money and they they actually not necessarily in a difficult financial position based on this being sequestered or stay home, kind of forced stay home, those kind of things. And they're being paid in some cases, people are being paid and they're not even having to be working as much. I think that's another factor. Um, they're also not spending as much. You know, think about that bathroom is kind of like that vacation that you're not taking. Uh, they're certainly not traveling all around the world like they were, you know, literally a year ago. And I think the fact of the matter is, if you're not spending as much, especially not spending as much on vacations, that's a chunk of money that can be invested back into the home, which in fact, they can in, in, uh, be able to uh, enjoy. Um, you know, I also think there's another element, and this is kind of a little bit more of a mindset, in that they are seeing their home more as a sanctuary, not just a house, not just a place to stay and a roof over their head. And as a sanctuary, you treat it with a very different kind of degree of importance. It's kind of like, you know, the family pet is not just a stray dog out there. The family pet is a treasured thing. You invest and many people spend more on the family pets than they do themselves. I think the home is similar to that. People are spending a lot more on the home because they're treasuring the home in a greater way. Another one is the interest rates. Interest rates that are at historic lows. And I think, yeah, you know, you certainly see a lot of benefit and it's a great time to remodel in terms of the interest rates. And then the last on my kind of investment or financial kind of piece is that there's a lot of organizations out there that are really, the timing has been there and it's been hot, but there's some offers in terms of the financing arrangements that are over the top great. You know, no payments for 24 months or no interest for a period of time. And, you know, you think about that for a minute. I think most people see a bridge over top of this. So why not, you know, get the remodeling done now in today's dollars, because I think they see it potentially going up in the future and then not even have to pay for it. You know, they have their cash that they can keep, keep on hand. So the number three kind of category. So I've covered the homeowner. I've covered certainly the economic or the investment or the expense side. But the third piece I want to touch on are project types that are hot. And these project types that are hot, I think if you look at some of the categories of businesses out there, they're the ones that are especially taking advantage of this. But I think it's also helping other businesses in remodeling as well. So the first one is exterior remodeling. Exterior remodeling is really hot, whether it's roofing, whether it's siding, whether it's windows. Um, it's partially, I don't mind having work done if you can stay out of my house. The germs are outside the house. They're not in the house. You know, so as a result of that, I think people are more comfortable 
having those outdoor exterior type projects done. So again, for all the other reasons, I think they they're tend to be very strong. You know, I think also, you know, the related ones in terms of porches, in terms of decks, I think improving those kind of projects also are conducive to what's going on. I also think projects that just quite frankly make clients smile and improve their mood, I think are especially important. You know, curb appeal. You know, people are looking at their front facade. They're staring at the outside of their house and they want to smile uh, in, 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 in a different kind of way than they pass. And as a result of that, I think it's forcing them with all the other factors I've talked about to really pick up the phone and call. Bathrooms. Bathrooms, as I said earlier, are very, very hot. Those companies that are able to get in quickly and do the bathroom renovation, especially as it relates to shower and tub type areas that, you know, the wet areas within the bathrooms, you know, I think some homeowners kind of see their bathroom like a Petri dish. You know, it's, it's like a place to grow germs. And if you can get in very quickly and get out uh, on, a, on a project like that, not only for all the other reasons, it's a good investment, they smile, they feel good, but they also feel better about it because it, in fact, is more sanitized and it's more healthy. The fourth element in terms of project types is the safety element. The safety element in terms of elevators and showers and walk-in tubs and, and uh, rails and safety elements that are more secure. I think those kind of elements in, in, in homes certainly are, are important. And then the number five element that I think really has to do with, I think, you as well, and that is, uh, you know, they're not necessarily when it comes to projects, they're not bringing in and talking to as many different people. Uh, what If you really think about this logically, why would I want to, during a pandemic, you know, have five different strangers come into my house to either talk to me or look at things. You know, I'm going to kind of seek that trusted remodeler, that remodeler that, you know, has a good track record, that remodeler that has demonstrated, I think, protocol uh, and communicated that they are very, very safe in doing this. I think most homeowners today actually truly believe that Having remodeling done is not necessarily an unsafe type of activity, especially during uh, with all the, the protocol that's going out there. So just kind of in closing here, you know, as you sit back, there's no question that for many, many remodelers, I would say at least 80% of the remodelers that I uh, touch and involve with, they're at or above where they thought they would be at this. And again, I think what's critical in this theme is not whether you are or you aren't. Of course, you want to do better. What is critical with this theme, however, is to try to understand why. And if you realize that it's kind of a make hay type environment out there, that you want to make sure that you're really pushing hard and making taking advantage of certainly the dynamic that's happening out there for home remodeling so that you can really uh, 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 book the level of business and build kind of a strong backlog so you can kind of build a bit of a bridge over top of certainly any uncertainty moving forward. So again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this portion. We've got a great thought leader interview coming up as well. So it's always good to, to uh, engage with you. And I look forward to speaking to you again. 
Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. Uh, this is a very special segment where we actually have a conversation with one of our remodeling thought leaders, and certainly one that you've heard his not only his voice in the past, but also some of his insights and predictions that have been pretty valuable to you and to what's happening in the industry. Uh, it's Kermit Baker. He is the chief economist for the AIA as well as heads up the Harvard Remodeling Futures Program. So welcome, Kermit, to Remodeling Mastery. Thanks, Mark. Great to be with you again. So in our first segment, Kermit, we talked about or I shared kind of a dynamic that uh, has been uh, a little bit uh, confusing, a little bit of a head scratcher, I think, for all of us that are trying to uh, kind of look at what's going on out there. And that is, you know, why remodeling is so hot right now, uh, you know, and if you look at kind of some of the different stars and planets out there, and certainly the uh, pandemic, not the least of which you would, you would kind of logically say, well, why do people allow people in the home? Why do people, you know, want to spend money when, you know, they're nervous about their job and the economy? You know, let's, let's talk about that. What are some of the things that you're seeing or what are some of the things that might help a remodeler make sense of why things are, you know, really, really good in terms of home improvement right now? Well, let me, let me um, great question, Mark, and let me, let me even back up a little bit to kind of confirm your, your premise here, which is that, you know, we've been researching this industry for a long time and remodeling is one of the more cyclical sectors in the economy, meaning that when the economy is strong, you start to see remodeling spending grow you know, significantly faster than the economy. And when the economy is weak, it, it tends to head into recession pretty quickly. So certainly when, when we saw the numbers that we were seeing in March and April uh, in terms of the uh, dramatic slowdown in the economy, uh, we certainly would have expected that remodeling would be hit um, and that remodeling would see a dramatic slowdown. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I do think that we're all scratching our head a little bit trying to figure out what's going on. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the situation with you is the same with me, is that we don't have an awful lot of hard data. We just have a lot of anecdotal information and stories from contractors that things are, are going pretty well. Um, and, um, you, know, you know, how well they're going, I think, you know, we, we, it'll be a little while till we get some solid data in, but, but certainly I think the stories we've heard are that it's going a lot better than we might have expected. Let me add a caveat to that too, though, that I think if you, um, if you ask 10 contractors, 10 remodeling contractors, how business was, um, you'd get some that would say, I can't believe how strong it is. And you'd get others that say, gee, my, you know, my revenue is really, uh, really way down from, from where it was. So, uh, you know, I, I think contractors are seeing different conditions based on what kind of work they do, um, where they're located, uh, uh, what their customer base is and things like that. So uh, probably used to useful to disaggregate and kind of talk a little bit more about what, what are the pieces that seem to be doing better than others. Well, let's do that. Let's talk about some of those pieces that are maybe more likely 
to be better than others and 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 also the different regions and what some of the factors might be that you know if you've been kind of locked down in Michigan uh you know where you haven't been able to build a backlog for literally two or three months uh you know you may be busy or you may not be busy compared to places that have been you know, much more casual about, you know, everything going on. So what what are your at least thoughts? And I know there's not a lot of da- data necessarily to completely support it, but, you know, I think you have a tendency to certainly, you know, kind of look at how the parts and pieces fit together in the puzzle here. So what about, you know, project type or region that may, uh, you know, may be driving more activity? Sure. And, and, and let's let's go through those sort of piece by piece, Mark. Um, you know, l- let me start with 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 one sector that um, you know we don't look at a lot, and and I think the sense is that it's kind of a declining sector in general, and that's do it yourself remodeling. Uh, I mean, that was a big big part of the market 20, 30 years ago, but I think more and more of us are kind of disinclined to to undertake projects ourselves, particularly major projects, and. That seems to be a sector that's really growing very, very quickly for, for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, number one, I, I'm at home more and I can see what the needs are. Number two, I've got more time on my hands uh, to do these things. And number three, I, I may not want to have uh, a, a, con- a contractor in my house. So maybe I'm, I'm better off, uh, uh, you know, undertaking this project myself and controlling sort of my environment a, a little bit more. And, 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 you know, again, it's all anecdotal on that. But uh, on the other hand, we do see the numbers that are coming out of Home Depot and Lowe's and, and other sort of, uh, um, you know, building supply retailers. And, and those numbers are objectively up. They're up very, very strong, almost almost double digit from, uh, you know, over the last few months, you know, March, April, May, we're up, I think, eight, nine percent. Um, uh, this year relative to what they were in, in 2019. So clearly uh, a lot more folks are, are, are spending time at their local home improvement retailer buying, buying products. No, number two, I think it's, um, uh, among, on the professional side, it's those, you know, I think the projects that are really doing well are the ones where the contractors don't have to come into your house. Um, and that, you know, that's number one, sort of the replacement side, the, uh, Replacement windows and doors, siding, roofing, um, uh, in addition to you know the whole sort of uh, landscaping area and other sorts of things that kind of is a peripheral market to what most contractors do. But but I'm guessing sort of the outdoor living folks would be you know we could throw them in that category too. That we're spending a lot more time outside, um, we're entertaining more outside, um, we're putting the kids in the in, in the backyard. Uh, because they're not going to school and 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 trying to encourage them to play outside more. So I think there's just a, you know a lot of those projects. There's a, there's a strong incentive to uh, to get working on those and 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 make some headway on those. Less so than than the traditional sort of you know room additions, kitchen and bath remodels, uh, bath additions, other sorts of things. Again, no hard data, but I, I'm guessing when the numbers come in, we'll see. That there hasn't been quite as much growth on that side, on the sort of the design build side of the industry, as there has been on the replacement side. So, turning it a little bit more to the kind of the economics of 
home improvement. Uh, what are some of the factors there that might be, you know, and I know there's some, you know, a little bit more obvious ones, but, but are there some maybe less obvious ones out there that, that certainly, you know, bode well for, you know, home improvement activity? Well, you know, there's a long list of things that I think are at play. One thing that we probably haven't given as much um, attention to as we should, Mark, is that um, the, the federal government, the Congress, as well as the Federal Reserve, has has really done a, an awful lot in the first instance to to backstop the economy. I mean, a three trillion dollar stimulus program uh, that that Congress enacted, the Federal Reserve that basically has said we're willing to keep interest rates, short-term interest rates at zero and um, provide, you know, provide financing for state and local government, uh, um, private businesses, you know, anyone that we think is, is, uh, um, you know, uh, likely to help stimulate the economy. Um, And, and, you know, I think for that reason, um, you know, even the, the, the huge numbers of, of unemployed individuals that, that we're seeing, you know, collecting unemployment insurance payments, collecting the, uh, the, the, the federal, the federal add-on, um, is, is really, is really helping a lot. And, and on the business side, the payroll protection program that got off to kind of a rocky start, but now there's, we hear that there's even, even money left over that virtually everyone that qualified and applied was 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 given money and that was helping to keep uh their employees on payroll so so i think you know we hear more about this you know the 40 or 50 million people that are collecting unemployment insurance and the high you know, the double digit unemployment rate and things like that but but i have a hunch that kind of overstates the the actual condition of the economy in the short run and people are you know, feeling like they they do have some money to invest in home improvements if 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 they're so inclined, and and I think that's that's helping to show up in terms of the the workloads that contractors are seeing. Absolutely. So, I know you 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 know again you we talked before that you know we're we're all kind of scratching our head and kind of being thankful for certainly the the goodness of what's happening in the home improvement world, but you know, as you look out to the fall, as you look out to latter part of, you know, Q3, Q4 into 2020, I mean, are these, in your mind, times to say, okay, get ready, we're back at it? Or is there some major questions, storm clouds out there for you that, that might say, okay, be, you know, much more conservative rather than you know, get back in the game. Well, I, I'd be nervous, I think, and I and I am nervous. I mean, I think there are you know there are always things that can go better ex- than expected, and there's things that can go worse than expected. And I think, unfortunately, we've seen um, you know a few more additions to the second list than the first recently. And let me let me quick r- quickly run through some of those. I talked about, for example, the unemployment insurance coverage, the payroll protection program programs that. Both have really done an awful lot to prop up the economy and, and keep things going better than expected. Um, both of those are, are, you know, kind of running, running to the tail end of, uh, of of their days if they're not extended, if they're not, you know, if if they're not refunded. And there seems like there's a little less appetite to refund those. Uh, um, you know, provide 
additional funding. So I think we we may see you know when the you know sort of the federal uh, additional unemployment insurance benefits expires at the end of the month that there may be a a fallback and as uh, small businesses kind of exhaust their payroll protection program loans that um, um, you know if the economy is not up and running on uh, most, if not all, cylinders, then, uh, you know, I, 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 th- I think there could be a slowdown. N- number two is, you know, we're, we're hoping that the uh, pandemic situation would starting to, would be starting to stabilize by now. And we're seeing, uh, unfortunately, recently, um, a lot of evidence that in major parts of the country, it's not beginning to stabilize. That in fact, the infection rate is, 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 is rising. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see how those play out. Um, on, on the positive side, gee, if, you know, I, you know, I think the sense was when, when this started that, you know, a vaccine was uh, a year, probably at least a year and a half away. That would take us to fall of 2021. Um, and, you know, I think you don't have to be a cockeyed optimist to think that maybe that timetable will be accelerated a little bit um, and that maybe we will have the beginnings of some sort of solution in in place um, as early as the end of the year, but uh, more likely kind of, you know, first quarter of of 2021. And I think that that would be a major uh, um, accelerant, I think, to uh, the the economy returning to normal. Excellent. Well, listen, I, none of us really know, but what we need to focus on is obviously what we do know. And, uh, uh, I think we need to be, uh, you know, kind of thankful for what we that we happen to be in an industry that, you know, that that seems to be doing quite well. And I think the more that people can, uh, you know, continue to kind of make hay and, and, and what's happening out there, uh, and that's going to certainly build a bit of a backlog that maybe can build a bridge over, you know, some of the potential question marks. So Kermit, I want to thank you for. Joining us today, as you always have been very generous with your time and energy with uh, with Remodeling Mastery, and uh, and uh, thank you, and, and thank all of the listeners as well. Uh, glad to be with you again today, Mark. Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Sharefire Local. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 